I don't go to temple. I don't keep kosher. I don't speak Hebrew or Yiddish. I can't tell you with any certainty whether God exists or not. And yet, I am Jewish. I'm Jewish by birth. I'm Jewish by ancestry. If you cut me open, I bleed Jewish blood. If you trace my DNA, you will see that on both my mother and my father's side, I am a Jew through and through. Being a Jew doesn't mean one thing. It means many things, and it's a little complicated to understand. That's because Jews are an ethno-religious group. Not everyone ethnically Jewish practices the religion of Judaism, and many people who practice the religion have converted, and the 23andMe test would not show them to be Jewish. Some Jews are white, some are black, some are Asian, some Jews wear little caps called yarmulkes. Some Jews have long beards, some Jews have curly hair on the sides of their face and they call it payas. Some Jews have a rabbi, some Jews celebrate the high holidays, and some don't. That word some is going to come up a lot today because Jews are not all the same. But one thing almost all Jews have in common is they have experienced anti-Semitism at some point in their life. And right now, especially in the country I live in, America, anti-Semitism is on the rise. For context, we are recording this podcast in a time where Kanye West is saying that he is going to go DEFCON 3 on the Jews. He wanted to name his album Hitler, and people are standing over the freeway in California doing a Nazi salute holding a sign that says Kanye West was right about the Jews. Last week, someone tweeted at me and said that the Jews caused 9-11, and daily people send me swastikas. People who are identifiably Jewish are being attacked in the streets. Jewish hate crimes are up 59% compared to last year, according to the Center for Study of Hate and Extremism at Cal State University. The bad news is my people are being persecuted yet again. The equally bad news is that Jewish hate crimes get lost in the shuffle because they don't seem to fit into many people's agendas. White supremacists hate Jews for not being white. But many Jews are also not considered people of color, so it leaves us in a place where we often have to fend for ourselves, and there's simply not enough of us to be able to protect and help ourselves. The good news is I am sensing a tiny bit of a shift in the air. People are starting to educate themselves. People are starting to listen. People are starting to give a shit about Jews. And I think the best thing I can do as a Jew is to talk about what it really means to be Jewish. To be honest, I wish I didn't have to talk about being Jewish all the time, but Jews don't have the luxury of not being vocal as there are so few of us that I know it's extremely likely that if you're listening to this, you don't know many Jews. Honestly, you might have never met a Jew in your life, and that's not your fault. So let me be the Jew that you know. And this Jew thinks that the best way to combat hatred is with love, but also with education. So today, we're talking about 11 common misconceptions people have about Jews. And here to help me are two amazing shiksas, that just means non-Jews, Darina. Hola, hola. Happy to be here with this judia, this mujer judia. <laughs> unfortunately, unfortunately, my closest Jewish friend, I wish I had more because I do like the Jews a lot. Just so y'all know, Kanye's an idiot. <laughs> 
A, a true fact. And of course, Steph's a bra. I'm an ally. Not for y'all. I love the Jewish people. And I'm so happy. I was telling Rox before we started this episode, I was talking to someone and I told them what episode we were doing. They're like, before I moved to LA, I didn't know any Jewish people. Like, I so want to listen to this. And I, I feel like I've heard that so many times, which is shocking because I've always grown up with Jewish people. But what's the stat rocks? Less than 0.2% of Earth's population. Yeah, we're, we're less than a percent. We're about 0.2% of the population that is Jewish, which is a crazy low amount for you to have as many Jewish friends as you do. And for how much persecution Jews face. It's like, how are they bothering you? <laughs> yeah, both things are true. It's, it's funny because Darina is Mexican and I grew up with almost no Mexican people. I'm Jewish. I grew up with almost no Mexican people. She grew up with almost no Jews. Steph somehow grew up with so many Mexican and Jewish people. And it's like, <laughs> that's very funny to me. Uh, so whale's vagina. Is it California? Is it the San Diegoites and the California diversity? Is that what we're looking for? Yep. It's San, Di- San Diego isn't perfect, but at least we have quite a melting pot of good folk. At least of the Mexican and the Jews. Hey, I'll take it. I'll, I'll absolutely take it. But so you might know some of these things, Steph and D, because I don't ever stop talking about being Jewish. You also might know some of these things. But if you're listening to this at home, here are some things you might think about Jews that aren't true. Misconception number one, that all Jews are religious. So there's a bunch of different groups of Jews. The main three are Reform, Conservative, and Orthodox. I am what is called a Reform Jew, as are 35% of any American Jews which is the biggest percentage that American Jews identify as. So some some Americans won't identify as any specific type of Jew, but the ones who do 35% identify as reform, which is basically that you are ethically traditional over following Jewish law. So you're more progressive, you're more modern, it, you don't live by what it says in the Torah, that, that's not how you are Jewish. You might go to temple, you might not, you might have a rabbi, you might not. You usually will celebrate some of the holidays and you Jew like I Jew, which is just taking what you like from Jewish tradition and culture and kind of leaving the things that don't make sense anymore. As a lot of Jewish people, the traditions of Jews are very old. I mean, we're talking about thousands of years that something's been around. So of course, some of the things don't ring as true today as they might have rung true so many years ago. Then there's also conservative Jews, which I would say that the majority of the people that I grew up with were conservative Jews. But in this country, in America, 18% of all American Jews are conservative. And that's like the midpoint between being reform and being orthodox. So kind of if you think of being Jewish as a religion, as a scale, there's the not very religious to the extremely religious and conservative is in the middle. So conservative people... They still would dress like you would see normal people dressing. They'd probably go to a conservative temple. They probably practice the high holidays. So just how a lot of Christian people who are um, middle of the road Christians will go on the big holidays to church. Same thing with conservative Jews for temple. Um, most of them are bought or bar mitzvahed. I, as a Reformed Jew, am also bought mitzvahed. And they're just like, you're you're just your average Jew. And then there's Orthodox Jews, which is about 10% of Jewish Americans identify as Orthodox. 
there's also levels of being orthodox. So there's modern orthodox, there's ultra orthodox. Ultra would be the people that you've seen or maybe you've seen in movies with the black hats, um, the ones with the payas, like I talked about the hair with the curls. Some of these Jews are Hasidic Jews, which is extremely religious. These Jews keep kosher. A lot of the women dress very modestly. And you would probably be able to identify an ultra-Orthodox or Hasidic person if you walked by them. You would be like, oh, that person is Jewish. And those people really follow uh, the Torah. They really follow the rules and teachings of the Jewish religion. And then there's Jews that are not religious at all. They just are Jewish. They're Jewish by birth. They don't follow anything to do with Judaism. They might keep some of the practices. You know, they might celebrate Hanukkah or they might get presents for their kids on Hanukkah or they might uh, go to a Passover Seder, but they don't believe in any of the religious elements. So not all Jewish people are religious in any way. And even if you are religious, there's a big sliding scale of how religious you could be. Word. And I did not know a lot of these things, Roxy, that you're talking about until I was an adult. I was literally taught that, you know, Catholicism was the one sole religion <laughs> as a kid. And the people that I met in school, the random people that were not Catholic were people like uh, Jehovah's Witnesses and people like that. And there was is a very small minority. So I didn't even hear about the term Judaism or even Islam and other religions until I was older, which is insane to think about it. And then, D, you worked for an Orthodox family at some point. So that probably uh, was a, a little bit of a culture shock, their Orthodox families being very Jewish. Yeah, it was it was fun because I like learning like you do. But it was also a little crazy to be like, oh, yes, every religion happens to have their extremes as well. Right. And inherent misogyny and things like that. So it's wild stuff out there. Definitely. Like no matter what level of religious Jew you are, it doesn't make you more or less Jewish than anybody else, but it does make you more conservative. And the the Orthodox Jews, there are traditions that people will be like, what? Where uh, if you are Shomer Nagia, you can't touch another woman if you're a man or having two refrigerators or things like that, where people will be like, what, what is this? That feels so antiquated or just foreign. And that is something that I would imagine if you had never heard of an Orthodox Jew and then all of a sudden you're in an Orthodox home, it's like, okay, here we go. Well, and, you know, for those of you that the word misogyny is scary, it just means that people are spooked by women. <laughs> That's all it means, boys and girls. It's, it's, all, it's okay. We can talk about it. Rox, Doreen and I both grew up Catholic and we don't, I'll do Christmas and Easter with my family, but I feel like my Jewish friends differ than most religions and races of people in the sense that there's like more of a connection to the things that you've just been talking about, like the reform Judaism, where you still participate in a lot of the stuff you like about it. Do you think the difference, I don't know how to sound, ask this without sounding like a dick. Do you think that's partly because of the Holocaust, like trying to like be like holding on to like the culture, do you know what I mean? Or like just a love for it in general? I know, I know what you mean. I think my interpretation of your question, tell me if I'm wrong, is like there's so, after the Holocaust, we so badly want to still identify as being Jewish, but that looks different after uh, such severe persecution. But also we don't want to lose our ties, but also we don't believe the same things that maybe we believed previously. So I think that that is, is very accurate. And I also think that there is more room 
in in Judaism to kind of do what you want to do. So when I was growing up, I had a rabbi, but I didn't have a temple, which how that looked was that I literally went to one-on-one meetings at my rabbi's house where just the two of us would sit and have conversations about Judaism. And that was part of my training for my bat mitzvah. And my brother did the same thing with this rabbi, Rabbi Don, may he rest in peace. This man was truly so inspirational in my life. And one of the things I remember I said to him, I was probably 11 or 12 years old and uh, he was there. His wife, Betsy, was always there and she was just like the cutest little rabbi's wife. But they would sit me down and, and we'd make lunch and chat about things. And I went to him and I said, you know, I don't know if this is going to work, Rabbi Don, because I don't believe in God. And he said, can I tell you something? I don't know that God's real either. (laughs) Wow. And I was like, really? And he was like, nobody knows. I think he might be, she might be, they might be, I'm not (laughs) sure. But I, what I do know is that there's a lot of value to Jewish teachings. And if you want to learn some things, then we could talk about other things that you do believe in, like traditions or family or what love, whatever it is. And so I think that, you know, and that was my rabbi. That's supposed to be the the person that you learn from. And I really, truly did because he catered his teachings to me. And the same thing for my brother and for my sister. And we had three completely different experiences with it. And I think that because there is more room for interpretation, because there is more ability to say, I I am Jewish, but I don't believe in God or I'm Jewish, but I think that uh, being kosher isn't for me or I'm Jewish, but I think not touching a woman is ludicrous and any of those things. I do think it gives you a little bit of flexibility to feel proud to say you are Jewish and and not to feel like, ooh, does saying I'm Jewish come with negative connotation? Like is any, you know, sometimes when people will say, they're Catholic or a certain religion, immediately I might think to myself, does that mean that they don't believe in gay marriage? Does that mean that they don't believe in a woman's right to choose? Being Jewish doesn't come with those connotations. And so that is is very lucky and I think allows you to uh, be able to say it to varying degrees in, in a way that is more modern. That sounds nice. <laughs> I wish I could relate. <laughs> I have a specific dumb question. Steph was like, I don't know how to ask this question. I actually know how to ask this question. It just sounds really stupid. But to anybody that, you know, I think there's actually a lot of people out there that have no idea that you can be Jewish and not be, that Jewish, it's not just about uh, being in Judaism, right? That you can be Jewish through your, I guess, descendancy or ethnicity. I forget what the correct word is. So does that mean that if you are born as a Jew, do you always actually go through a bat mitzvah or is that just like a choice that some people just don't do it? Yeah, I think it's a it's not a dumb question at all, Dee. Keeping in mind that the people listening to this likely don't know a Jew. Like there's most people out there don't know a Jew. So of course people are going to have questions that are like, is, is bat mitzvah for everybody? So not everybody has a bat mitzvah or a bar mitzvah. It is a coming of age for a Jew that happens around when you're 13 years old. Some women do it when they're 12. And you can have that in many different ways. A lot of my friends know Hebrew, speak Hebrew, and uh, had multiple, their Torah portion and their Haftorah portion. And it's a long ceremony. 
I had a bat mitzvah and I picked a, it's almost like a, a thesis and I wrote a paper. Mine was about women in Judaism that survived the Holocaust. And I like researched different women and spoke about their stories and how they were able to survive. And it was like a a 36 page paper that I made all my friends come and and listen to me talk about what had happened. Um, but that and then I also had a Torah portion that I learned and by learned, I mean, memorized, and then had a party had uh, what everybody believed was my first sip of wine, but certainly was not actually my first sip. And that was because I decided to have a bat mitzvah. My brother decided to have a bar mitzvah. My sister decided to also. A lot of my cousins who are as Jewish as I am, meaning that they are born Jews, didn't have their bar or bat mitzvah. Doesn't make them any more or less Jewish. Uh, Just uh, something that they didn't do. I think a lot of kids do do it because it's fun. You learn a lot. There's usually a, a party, a dance. We played Coke and Pepsi, got to fraternize with the girls and boys of my grade. You know, I think somebody kissed in the stairwell, a lot of fun. So, you know, it doesn't mean that you definitely have one, but a lot of people do, especially Jews that are in a Jewish community. My Jewish friends that didn't have bar and bat mitzvahs, typically I'll talk to them and they grew up around no other Jews. So there wasn't that community element. So there wouldn't have been anybody to like study with, practice with, uh, enjoy it with. And so a lot of them didn't have a bar and bat mitzvah. Cool. Yeah. It, and it was cool. Mine was themed Roxy Wood. Amazing. <laughs> we printed out my face and put it all over all my favorite celebrities' bodies. D, you would have liked the Buffy one. You know, me just as Buffy was really, truly incredible. It was, you know, kind of the party of the year. Two people actually did come to crash it. Two other middle schoolers. We had to throw them out. It was, you know, very, very serious. Damn. Yeah, totally rocked it. Jews party hard, apparently. Oh, my gosh, do they? Actually, it's funny enough, for preparation for this podcast, I went to my Instagram and said to all my Jewish friends, can you respond with things that you want people to know about being Jewish that you feel like they don't know? And a lot of the things... A lot of the response I got from my Jewish friends were like, we're, we're actually cool. We party. We know how to fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Things like that where I do feel like sometimes people, Jews get a reputation for being a little nerdy. And it's like, no, Jews are cool, man. I mean, like all groups of people, some of them suck. A la Ben Shapiro. No way he knows how to fuck or party. But like some of us, we can really get down. So Some of them do know how to make the P word. What? Yeah. <laughs> And some of them Sahara Desert style. Okay, misconception number two, all Jews are white and come from the same place. This is an extremely common misconception about the Jews. But Jews trace back to so many different places and roots. The main ones are Ashkenazi, which is me. So I'm an Ashkenazi Jew, which means that I trace back to Germany and France and Eastern Europe. I have Eastern European descendants. Uh, and that means that my my DNA sequencing shows up as Ashkenazi. It matches those of other Ashkenazi Jews. When you take a 23andMe, it's able to tell you if you are an Ashkenazi Jew. And most of the American Jews here that you guys know are Ashkenazi. We have our own language, which is Yiddish, that is specific to the Ashkenazi culture of Jews. And also, you can thank us because we're the ones who did bagels. So you're welcome. Bagels are the best. That's a huge, huge flex. Really big come up. Uh, Then there are Sephardic Jews. So Sephardic Jews come from Spain and Portugal. They are exiled, as many Jews have been throughout 
history, uh, and they were either exiled or executed during the Spanish Inquisition. So many of them moved and went to settle in North Africa and all over the world. And a lot of the Jews in France today are Sephardic Jews. And that's a, another big section of Jews. And then there are Mizrahi Jews who come from Middle Eastern countries. So that would be like Iran, Iraq, Yemen, and also from Central Asia. Then there are Ethiopian Jews. And then there's a lot of other subsects of Jews. So needless to say, Jewish people, there are a lot of white Jews, but there are also a lot of Jewish people of color because we come from all over the place. So a lot of uh, the different subsects of Jews look different. Not all Jews look the same, which is why a lot of people get confused when they say, are Jews white? Are Jews not white? Some Jews are white. Some Jews are not white. That's just how it goes. Question. Yeah. What kind of Jew is Kanye? <laughs> yeah. He's the kind that isn't a Jew. He's a fake Jew. It just says he is just so he could be a dick. It's a really valid clarification question. <laughs> so number three is similar to number two, but needs to be said because I think that in 2022, at least in America, this is the number one most common misconception. And that is that all Jews are Israeli. That is not true. Not all Jews are Israeli. And not even most Jews are Israeli. And not all, all Israeli people are Jews. Most of the uh, Israeli people are Jewish, but again, not all, just some. About 20% of Israelis are non-Jews. And the thing about this is that I'm constantly getting asked about Israel all the time. And I do, Jewish people inherently have a connection to Israel in a couple very specific ways. The main one being because of the Holocaust. And unfortunately, there is no way to do a podcast about being Jewish without talking about the Holocaust. I wish there was because I feel like the second I mention the Holocaust to people when I, I'm speaking about being Jewish, it like their eyes glaze over, not you guys, but their eyes glaze over and their eyes or they roll their eyes. And it's like nobody wants to talk about the Holocaust less than I do. I don't want to talk about it, but it is the reason for a lot of things that happen in the Jewish community. And one of the things that Jews are grateful for to Israel is the fact that they openly accept all Jews. To this day, if you need a place to go and you are Jewish, you can go to Israel. We are allowed to feel grateful for that. Uh, many Jews I know do feel grateful for that. That doesn't mean that you agree with somebody's government. That doesn't mean you are pro somebody or anti somebody else. But I think that is why people get confused about Jews being Israeli, even when we are not, which is just a, a misconception. There are uh, there's something else that I think gets is a misconception within this, and that's the fact that there is only one Jewish state, and that is Israel. There are many Christian states. Too many. <laughs> Yeah, and even even states that say that they are not Christian, such as this country itself, there is no separation of church and state. We certainly live in a Christian nation, despite them consistently saying that we don't live in a Christian nation, uh, but we do. Of There's 43 countries in the world that are have a religious affiliate. Of those, 27 are Islam, 13 are Christian, 2 are Buddhist, and 1 is Jewish. And so because of that, that is sometimes the only place Jews feel safe and that is the Jewish connection to Israel. A lot of people in my DMs, when I said, what do you want people to know about Jews, responded and said, 
that we don't give a fuck about Israel. That is the stance of a lot of Jewish people of my generation in this country. And I completely understand that. I think we're sick and fucking tired of being asked about Israel when it has nothing to do with us. And we're not talking about Israel. We're talking about being Jewish. There is no true correlation. There's only that one thing that I just previously mentioned that we feel grateful for. So that's the that's the misconception here. Why do you think that is, Roxy? That is it, you know literally media controlled not by the Jews, but but by, you know, government or whatever, you know, for whatever political things that relationships, you know, the US government may have and things like that. Because it is really weird to constantly hear either, you know, if there's a Jewish comedian performing and somebody yelling free Palestine, not related, right? Similarly, you know, if somebody criticizes the Israeli government, people are calling that person anti-Semitic, right? So like those things are not related, but I see it used all the time to continue causing this division. Meanwhile, I was at the airport this weekend and I saw Benjamin Netanyahu's book on the freaking, you know, table. So what the hell? <laughs> like, it, which again, nothing to do with Jews. It just has to do with like a corrupt government, right? Right, totally. I, I think it's because of ignorance, but one of the reasons there is that ignorance is I do think that Jewish people are afraid to speak on Israel because Jewish people don't want to shit on Israeli people because the people are not the problem. It's the government. And I think there, it's such a nuanced conversation that I think that, number one, Jews are exhausted of being asked about Israel when it has nothing to do with them. It's, it, you know, my descendants are from Russia. Nobody's asking me about Russia and Ukraine. And so it's, it is, it's weird. It's weird that I'm consistently asked about Israel. It's strange. I think a lot of people lack the knowledge to know about the nuances and to be able to answer and feel attacked by the certain questions. And I, I do think that it is ignorance, but also I do think that a lot of media has used it as a way to make Jews feel bad for not standing up for Israel because Israel stood up for Jews when Jews needed a home. But, the, but one thing has nothing to do with the other. It's so manipulative. It's like a master slave complex, truly. Like, it's like you're constantly indebted to something that is so indirectly yet directly a part of you, but it's not the same. And like you said it with nuance, we talk about it all the time amongst us. I like as a non-Jew and someone who has family in the Middle East and has grown up learning about the Palestine-Israeli issue it's so important for everyone listening to this podcast that whenever you hear people talking about it, make sure that they're distinguishing the difference between Jewish people, Israeli people, Israeli Jews, and Israeli government. Like, imagine how you would feel, like, even me, if, like, I'm Japanese, if people, like, held me to the Japanese government, that I'm not there. And it's like, that's not even as, like that's more indirect than what like i feel like jews in america face but it's like absolutely ridiculous when you break it down yeah it, it's frustrating and i try to remain not frustrated because it, when you when your back's against the wall that's when you stop educating people and it's really important that people know the difference i have a lot of israeli friends my grandma lives in israel she's been with her palestinian boyfriend for 30 years I love them both dearly. My Israeli friends are fucking awesome. So it's 
yeah, you can love Israeli people. You can love Palestinian people. You can realize that what's going on there is fucking wrong and messed up. And also, I'm just a person. My opinion on the matter is the same as Steph or Deeks because none of the three of us are Israeli. <laughs> so it's just like, why do I consistently have to yield the questions about Israel? All right, common misconception. This one has been the misconception that has followed me for the longest in my life. Misconception number four, Jews are both rich and cheap. It's it's interesting because we get them equally. You are rich, you're rich, you guys are so rich, you all have all the money, all the money is with the Jews. You guys are so cheap, you never give back, you are only looking out for yourselves. The facts are that some Jews are wealthy and some Jews are poor and some Jews are generous and some Jews are not. The majority of the Jews that I know are doing okay and are pretty generous. This is a study that came from a nonpartisan wealth research firm called New World Healthbound. This is uh, about the percentages of people that are millionaires. So 56.2% of the 13.1 million millionaires in the world are Christian. So over half the millionaires in the world are Christian. 6.5% of them are Muslim. 3.9% are Hindu. And 1.7% are Jewish. In the U.S., 48% of Hindus have a yearly household income of $100,000 or more, and 70% of them have at least $75,000 or more, making them the highest earning ethnic group. Yet I never hear the stereotype, as there shouldn't be, because it's crazy to have a stereotype around a group of people, like, oh, Hindu people are so rich. Like, we just don't hear that. And it's just speaking ethnically, they are the group in this country that has the most money. That's not me trying to throw any shade at them. That's just me saying the fact that people are consistently saying Jewish people are the richest. I don't know where it comes from. It is a frustrating stereotype. Also, the Jews that do follow Jewish law are Jewish law states that we need to give 10% of our money to people in need every year. That is part of being Jewish. Jewish people have, a lot of people have a tzedakah box in their house, which is a charity box. You stick money in it. When you have extra money, you put in the box, you give it to a charity. Uh, Jewish people are traditionally extremely charitable. So it's just another lie made up about Jews. I, that's a, another misconception. Holy shit. I love the stats, bro. <laughs> you really, it's fascinating. It's like a little mind numbing, but it's like, if you're going to combat things that are not true, you have to come with truth. And so that's the truth on the stats of Jews. Some Jews do have money. You guys know, if you know Jews, maybe you know some rich Jews. That's really good for them. I'm so happy for them. I hope they live a great life. Not all Jews are rich. Yes. Not not every Jew is Jeffrey Katzenberg. No. Yeah, it's, it's so true. Uh, 10% of Jews, this is according to Pew Research Center, live on incomes below $30,000. 10% of Jews live on incomes below $30,000. That puts them at uh, the poverty line. And that's some Jews. Like I said at the beginning of this podcast, you're going to hear the word some a lot. Some Jews are rich. Some Jews are poor. Those are the facts. Not a monolith. Yeah, not a monolith. The other misconception that kind of goes hand in hand with that is that Jews run the world. This is a this is a extremely dangerous but very common misconception. We hear things like this all of the time in Hollywood. Jews run Hollywood in the government. Jews run the world on Wall Street. Jews run all the money. Like Jews run blank is a sentence I have also heard my whole life or been tweeted out when people are mad at me. Well, Jews run the blah, blah, blah. 
I don't know how anybody could think that us having 0.2% of the population means that we run jack shit. Are there Jews that are in positions of power? Absolutely. And I don't want this podcast to be me sharing how not well the Jews are doing because I'm so proud of my people and my people who are in positions of power and are wealthy, let's go. Way to be. I'm not sitting here trying to say we're all struggling and everybody's doing poorly. But when we're just speaking about the facts, saying Jews run the world is not true. There are 15 million Jews on the entire planet. We make up less than 1% of the population. In the United States, we make up 2% of the population. What are we running? How? What are we running? So one of the things in order to combat this is to look at the facts about why Jews have been persecuted and accused of running the world for so long. In modern times, and I'm calling this modern times because it was in the 1900s, it was in the 1930s, there was a really elaborate forgery that was called the Protocols of Elders of Zion. This was published, and what this was was a report that had said that the Jews had a meeting that never actually occurred, and in that meeting, the Jewish leaders conspired on how to take over the world. The uh, Tsarist secret police in Russia circulated the meeting minutes, which again, there were no real meeting minutes because this didn't exist, revealing the Jewish plan for global domination, including how they were going to take over industry, how they were going to infiltrate governments, how they were going to use their stronghold on the media to advance their hidden agenda. And then that protocol uh, was translated into multiple languages and distributed around the world and was used to influence Nazi ideology, and also all different kinds of anti-Semites like Henry Ford and a lot of the famous anti-Semites who saw that and were like, see, the Jews are really coming to get us, even though it was completely fabricated and made up and no part of it was true. Media was not the same back then. Social media was not the same back then. And people took this as fact and started persecuting the Jews. This happened prior to the Holocaust and is deemed one of the main ways that Hitler was actually able to say the Jews were coming for us first. So that's why we had to kill them first because they were going to try to kill all of us. And because of things like this, people are able to say Jews run the world, which again is not true. There is some merit to people thinking that Jews do well. Education is crucial in Jewish communities it's not only religiously, but also ethnically something that we really care about. So for example, the Torah really emphasizes education, meaning that even though Jews make up 2% of the U.S. population, we actually make up 21% of Ivy League schools, which means that it's just about one way to show you guys that a lot of Jews are very educated, which is really important in our community. So when people say Jews run the world, there are some Jews that are in positions of power. There are a lot of Jews who are very educated and prioritize education. And then because of our weird ass system, especially in the States, are able to get good jobs out of school because they were in a position of privilege to prioritize education. So that's me presenting why people think Jews run the world and then saying that there is not validity to that statement, but some Jews do do okay. <laughs> Some Jews do do, okay, put that on a bumper sticker. Just like every other ethnicity and religion. That's crazy. <laughs> well, you know, the good thing is that social media doesn't propagate any conspiracy theories now, doesn't it? That's the shitty part of all this is that it's really, I've talked to both girls about this. It's so sad for me to see things like QAnon being used as a political tool in our current times. And what I found from studying this 
crazy propaganda book that you mentioned, The Protocols of Elders of Zion, as well as the QAnon conspiracy. They're very related. A lot of historians that actually studied the Holocaust and, and basically have educated themselves in order to educate other people so these things don't repeat themselves. They have warned a lot of people that QAnon people basically believe the same core ideas that the Nazis believe because of this book. Uh, that it's all a bunch of repackaged ideas like, for example, they both reject democracy as an obstacle to the good of the nation. And then like QAnon's concept of the storm, quote unquote, is basically a strong leader who will declare martial law and arrest all internal enemies of the nation, which is obviously the first thing Hitler did as a chancellor, right? So like if you go back to how the Nazis became prominent into power, you're basically seeing a lot of these same ideas in modern people that are fashy, right? In modern uh, people within certain extremist political parties that are trying to divide and conquer. So Roxy, I mean, we're seeing it all over our country right now where people are trying to ban books on teaching kids about history. Like what the hell's going on? And why do you think people are so predisposed or gullible to believe in these conspiracy theories, especially considering y'all are a minority? I think that People love a common enemy, and the Jews have consistently been a common enemy that ha- that people have been able to rally against despite there being no reason for the Jews to be an enemy. But people know that we are so small. There's just so few of us. Think about the fact that there are 15 million of us, and 6 million of us were murdered in the Holocaust. This is a huge percentage. You know, it's not like saying... And again, 6 million would be 6 million no matter who we're talking about. But we're not saying 6 million of a billion. There's only 15 million of us. And 6 million, and by the way, modern historians believe that it was significantly more than 6 million. There are some people who research the Holocaust who believe it could be up to 12 million Jews that had been murdered. But 6 million is the smallest number that it could have been. And so I think that because there are so few of us, because we are not able to fight back in the same kind of way, because we have been persecuted for literally all have, all of time, there's already this inherent hatred for Jewish people in some people. And so it's a little spark that they're able to fan the flames of very easily. It's a very easy group to hate because they've been hated for so long. And so I think that also one of the best ways to get people to hate somebody is to use that ideology that they're coming for us. The Jews will not replace us, right? Like, no shit, the Jews won't replace you. There's 12 of us. We can't replace anybody. We couldn't even replace every single one of Kanye West's Instagram followers. There's literally not enough of us. So the the fact that people continue to say the the Jews are coming for us, it gives people ammo to be like, we've got to attack or not just Jews, like you talked about with QAnon, the any minority, they're a minority, which is why they're easier to attack. There are less than them. There are less of them. So that's why people go after them. And then, of course, people are sadistic and want to feel that sense of power because they don't feel it at home or they don't feel it with their significant others or their parents were abusive. And this is an excuse for any of them, but that's what happens when you grow up and you don't experience love or understanding you can become somebody who just wants to fight everybody and the the jews have been a group of people that 
everybody seems to want to fight for all time. Well, especially when if you are in that situation, it's much easier to believe some, you know, propagandist liar profiting off of things like, you know, the great replacement theory, right, that we've heard people like Tucker Carlson talk about and all this BS. But if you're out there listening and you're in a forum that's basically t saying that the world is controlled by this satanic elites who consume the flesh of children and all this BS that this propaganda book has existed for so long. Like that's what they're saying about everybody that's a minority and the elite. They're saying that they're all together, the Jews and the Democrats and the LGBT community, like they're all grouping them together. So they think that they're supposedly all gonna, we're all gonna attack white people. And I'm like, no man, all we want is a utopia of taco trucks in every corner. <sighs> Well, it, it, the common denominator is white people. I We just have to be very clear about the, the group that can vocally speak on any platform about qu quite literally white supremacy is white people. Like no other group is on the mics getting jobs still talking about the supremacy of their own people and their religion the way white people have like villainize the Jews for their own gain in the same way they do with the black people in America. I think it's a great point, Steph, and a good time for me to explain why anti-Semitism is a form of racism, even though some Jews are white. It's because we are persecuted for not being white. Even if you are white, we are not considered white, and therefore they're coming at us for being of the Jewish race which is what they have deemed us to be. So they are against us because of our race. Most people who hate Jews, it is not because of their religion. It's because of who they are. And that is why anti-Semitism, the hatred of Jews, is a form of racism. Um, and anti-Semitism is actually anti-Semites. And Semites are actually not just Jewish people, but we do commonly refer to anti-Semitism as uh, being anti-Jew. And so that it is a it's a form of racism. You are against somebody because you are a white supremacist or a supremacist of some kind, and you do not deem Jews to be part of that group, which is another reason why Jews get lost in the shuffle. And it's confusing because a lot of people of color look at Jews who are white and they're like, but you're white. But white supremacists look at Jews and they're like, you are not fucking white. And so that is why it is racist and thanks for educating us roxy and so remember kids everything you learned today all the people that want to be in power not in a good way to help people are just trying to divide and conquer that's all they're doing they're just making us mad at each other for no reason yeah and it works one of the best things that people in power can do is divide minorities from each other because there are enough minorities that if we stick together and protect each other that we can win and I don't mean win as in us versus them. I mean, as in we don't get knocked out. We don't get wiped out off of the planet because we had each other's backs. But when they divide and turn people against each other, communities who have been, have been persecuted going against other persecuted communities, that's when we're really screwed. Okay, number six. Uh, this is a common misconception. Everyone in 2022 is Hitler or a Nazi. The amount of times I hear Donald Trump is Hitler, Candace Owens is Hitler, Kanye West is Hitler, Ben Shapiro is Hitler, uh, insert anybody's name here, even Putin is Hitler, Hitler is Hitler. You can call somebody horrible. You can say that they are a fascist. 
You can say that they are uh, evil. You can say anything, but it is weird that the word for that has now become Hitler. Same thing for Nazi. Here is is what a a Nazi is. A Nazi is a member of the Nationalist Socialist German Workers Party. That's what a Nazi is. When you see somebody, you know, who's a being a Karen at a Walmart, and you say that person's a Nazi, that person is not a Nazi. That person is an obnoxious person at Walmart that we might not like. They might even do really fucked up things, but they're not a Nazi. A, a Nazi is a Nazi. And the reason this is so important is because the year is 2022 and mo- a lot of people know who Hitler was and know who Nazis were. But as we get, as we put distance between us and the Holocaust, less and less people, and I'll get to my Holocaust stats because you know that they're coming, know that the Holocaust happened. And so words have meaning, they have power. It's important for people to know what a Nazi is and who Hitler was so that we don't do that again and that word doesn't lose its meaning. Because if we start by calling Putin Hitler, which Putin is fucking horrible. He's a horrible, horrible dictator warlord. I mean, he's horrible, but he's not Hitler. Then we go from calling Putin Hitler to calling Trump Hitler. Now people are calling Biden Hitler because they're saying he's against the Jews because something about Israel, which again, those two things are not synonyms. And then anybody in his cabinet is Hitler. So then anybody who supports him is Hitler. So then just me, I'm Hitler. And that's how that works. And that's not the truth. There's, there was Hitler and he, and that, and we, we'll talk about what he did in a minute, which I'm so excited to get to. But anyway, not everybody is Hitler. Not everybody's a Nazi. Some people just fucking suck. Yeah. And I'm glad you brought this up. Because I think we've all been guilty of that, you know, on the Internet, getting frustrated at seeing people being dumb because, you know, there are politicians that are actual Christian nationalists that are, you know, in Congress that we need to vote out and things like that. That doesn't obviously make them literal Nazis. The literal Nazis were the ones we saw on the freeway uh, that were basically saying that Kanye was right. Right. If you're standing in a Hitler salute, the Nazi. That's I, I think that's a fair that's a fair jump. If you are standing um hiling hitler and you are saying that the jews should die okay we can we i guess in 2022 unfortunately we do there are nazis but i'm glad you brought it up specifically because words have meaning and we do overuse a lot of these words and i see it on both the left and the right uh where you know if you are you know not a christian then you're a freaking antifa communist pedophile you go to the other extreme similarly you know on the left you'll see people calling karen's nazis i'm like no man that's just an angry woman that uh is reading conspiracy theories and she doesn't want to get the vaccine because she doesn't trust you know the government right like that doesn't make her a nazi she could be racist (laughs) yeah she could be but that doesn't mean she is but doesn't mean she's a nazi right totally she could even specifically be anti-semitic I know plenty of anti-Semitic people who are not Hitler and are not a Nazi. And uh, these words just do have meaning. And you're absolutely right, Dee. This conversation is a bigger conversation and it's not just specific to Hitler and Nazis. There's a lot of words that we use way too often. These are just the ones that are relevant to this conversation that every time I see it, I'm just like, you know, people my age, people our age on the internet that are my friends that I think are well-educated being like, Trump, you're fucking Hitler. And I'm like, I hate Trump. He's not Hitler. We can't keep doing that. We can't keep saying he is Hitler. That's it doesn't make that doesn't help. 
anybody's, whatever you're fighting for, that can't be helpful. Okay, here's a misconception you might not have ever heard of because we are living in modern times, but I certainly have heard of it and it was relevant to me and my family. This is that Jews have horns. <laughs> Jews have horns is a really common misconception uh, and spe- specifically was a while ago. I think I've told you guys before that when my mom first went to college, her roommate had never met a Jew, found out my mom was Jewish and went and tapped the top of her head to look for her horns. You know, she literally patted the top of her head and was like, you don't have any horns, though. How could you be Jewish? Pure ignorance. You can't even call it hatred when that's something somebody has been raised for. This is because the Jews have been persecuted and lied about forever. It's only recent that people don't believe or not everybody believes Jews to have horns. But even in the United States, in Europe, all over the world, especially in rural areas where there were no Jews, so you couldn't check it, they were told that Jews had horns. This started... A long time ago, uh, within 1215, the Fourth Lateran Council decreed that in order to have intercourse between Jews and Christians be as difficult as possible, anybody who was Jewish had to wear a distinguishing mark on their clothing. This decree was generally observed, and although the distinguishing mark was usually a wheel of yellow felt sewn onto the front and back of the robe, sometimes it took the form of horns. This then evolved in Vienna in 12. 67 Jews were ordered to wear a horned hat and any Jew who failed to do so was fined. The ordinance was repeated as late as 1418 and any Lord who failed to enforce it was excommunicated. Simultaneously, this was happening in France with the Jews. They had to wear a full on horn and in this case fixed in the middle of the uh, it was fixed in the middle of the yellow wheel was the horn. This horn was felt to be so shameful that rich Jews used to buy exemption from wearing the horn, but they still had to wear the wheel. And because of this, a lot of artwork depicts Jews in horns, like the devil. So artwork throughout history, because Jews used to have to wear these horns, because again, we have always been persecuted. This is not just the Holocaust. This is throughout history. We're talking about in 1217 now. Jews had to wear horns because you couldn't sleep with them, because you couldn't interact, you couldn't fraternize with them. And so because of that, in a lot of the artwork, Jews, the devil, they look the fucking same because Jews had to have horns. The devil had to have horns. People thought the Jews really had horns because this is the way that they were showing up in books, in paintings and all over the place. And we don't have horns. I didn't cut them off. They just never grew. It's incredible that you had to put this on the list. I know. I know. I actually didn't know the history of that at all. Jojo Rabbit covered a little bit about some of the Nazi propaganda of what Jews look like and when they're not in public. And so I knew some of that. The drawings with the horns. Yeah, yeah. They would draw them with horns and obviously massive noses and like elvish type ears, like crazy shit. But I didn't know that like, it's just like one of those things where you're like, you had human beings walking around in horns. Like, I just can't believe I live on the same earth. I don't care how long ago that happened, that that happened. Totally. I know. And if you wouldn't wear your horns, you had to pay money because you were fined for not wearing horns or being able to be identified as Jews. So the the reason this next one is relevant to this is because my whole life, there's been a common misconception that if you hide being Jewish, you'll be fine. This is interesting because there is 
some sense of if you are a white Jew or a white passing Jew, it is true that oftentimes you walk into a room and somebody might not immediately clock you for being Jewish. Although we have all heard the expression that somebody looks Jewish or doesn't look Jewish. I've been told both before. But it is true. We are afforded a privilege. If you are white or white passing Jew, I'm afforded a privilege that a lot of my friends who are people of color or not my friends, just people of color in general are not afforded. If you walk into the room and you are black and you look black, everybody knows you're black. And that is something that when I walk into a room, sometimes people don't know I'm Jewish. But uh, period. The thing about this, though, is that we don't tell gay people, well, people with brains and souls don't tell gay people if you just don't be gay you're fine if you just don't be gay then then you'll be totally fine we know that that's not right somebody is supposed to be who they are additionally like i have mentioned before i am jewish by birth during the holocaust i would if i had no social media if i had never tweeted it out if i didn't have a menorah in my window they still would have known i was jewish because my ancestry is Jewish. And that is how, it's not like everybody in the Holocaust put a sign outside their window and said, I'm a Jew, come get me. They still managed to round up six million of us to murder. Because if you're Jewish, you're Jewish. So while there are certain things that, privileges that Jewish people do have, some Jewish people do have, that other people don't, those things still don't keep you from being mass murdered. There was no amount of money that the Jews could have had that kept them alive. There was no amount of saying that they weren't Jewish or not practicing with their Jewish holidays or what. None of that mattered because they were Jewish by birth. So they were still executed. And I am Jewish by birth. I am very, very vocal about it. But even if I wasn't, I'm still being persecuted and my people are still being persecuted. So... The fact that if you just shut up about it and don't say you're Jewish, you guys would all be fine. It's a fucked up notion because it's not true and it's not right even if it is true. It's so you are aiding the oppressor in no way. This is one example of many. I do think with Jews specifically, it's like more so said to them than other oppressed groups of people. But it is. Like you are literally carrying through an oppressive law and regime if that's your where your mind jumps, as opposed to how do we make it so you can be who you are, loud and proud, no matter what room you walk into. Like this is like these things matter in terms of the country and the place and the planet that we live in. Like you, we, this whole like silence, like just like be small, be quiet, is exactly what oppressive regimes want you to do. It's it's like so maddening to me that that is said to people and i've heard it said to jewish people a lot that's one i actually have really heard especially when most if not every minority or immigrants that have moved to to this country to the u.s understand we all have basically had to assimilate right in, in a certain way like it is the dumbest thing for somebody to tell another person do not be who you are in a country that is expressively saying freedom all the time like, what if it, you're truly free and if you truly want to live in a free country, you have to let others live freely. Absolutely. And even if the, the point being truly, though, even if we did all shut the fuck up, they found us anyway. They found us anyway. Six million of us. And that was in the that was in the 30s and 40s. 
Think about the technology they have now. You think that if I shut the fuck up about being Jewish and they wanted to come for me, they couldn't? It's just not true. It's just not the way that it works. So, okay, another misconception. We are misconception number nine. Hanukkah is Jewish Christmas. I have been asked this by so many of my Christian friends. Oh, is that just Jewish Christmas? Hanukkah is not Jewish Christmas. Uh, Hanukkah has nothing to do with Christmas. Hanukkah is the festival of lights. It celebrates the Jews surviving another persecution and managing to burn oil for eight days instead of one. Check out our Hanukkah episode because I don't have enough time to explain to you the entire holiday. It's also not our biggest holiday. It's not one of our high holidays. It does happen around the time that Christmas does. Sometimes it's in November, sometimes it's in December, but it has nothing to do with Christmas. Telling Jews that Christmas is not a Christian holiday or asking why they don't celebrate Christmas, implying that they should, is super fucking weird. Uh, Christmas is a Christian holiday. Just because you're not super religious doesn't mean that it's not a Christian holiday. That is what it is. And so if I could count for you guys, if I had a dollar for every time somebody said to me like, why don't you just celebrate Christmas? It's an American holiday. I want to punch them in the face. Our country is not Christian. This is not a Christian nation. It's not a. It's not an American holiday. It's a Christian holiday and I'm Jewish, so I don't celebrate it. And if you celebrate it, fucking great. And if you celebrate it and you're not Christian, that's fucking cool too. I don't celebrate it though. So it's really weird how many people try to convince Jews to celebrate Christmas. If you want to invite me to celebrate Christmas with you, that's really sweet. And I would love to see your culture and your traditions. You can absolutely invite your Jewish friends and say, would you want to come for Christmas? I know it's not your holiday, but if you want to, you're welcome to. Absolutely, that's lovely. But to imply that they should be celebrating it because it's an American holiday is fucking weird. It's weird and not true. Thank you for saying that. Very weird. <laughs> cool. Yeah, we're all on the same page on that one. Oh, you don't want to listen to Christmas music? <laughs> Uh, no, <laughs> I don't even want to listen to Christmas music. <laughs> and I want to tell you that this is the one I relate to the most <laughs> as a Mexican ex-Catholic. <laughs> I love that for you. We got to have like a just day. You can join me for what Jews do on Christmas, which is eat Chinese food. We've just made it up, but that's what we do. So and Chinese food is delicious. Thank you so much to every single Chinese restaurant that stays open on Christmas specifically for the Jews. I love you guys. Uh, number 10, the Jews killed Jesus. This actually got me into a massive fight with a coworker once. He accused me of killing his Messiah and it was wildly uncomfortable. This took place in Los Angeles and I had to educate him. No one thinks that anymore. Jesus was a Jew. Jesus was not killed by the Jews. This was made up as a way to persecute the Jews. Not even the Vatican stands by this anymore. The Pope doesn't say that the Jews killed Jesus. This is just categorically false, even if it was true, which it's not, but I'm just going to jump to even if it was true, we are talking about something that took place thousands of years ago. I didn't do shit, bro. My, I've, <laughs> I've done nothing. I have done nothing. So no, the Jews didn't kill Jesus, but certainly modern day Jews have done nothing to Jesus, who once again was a Jew. Jesus was a Jew. Also probably not white. <laughs> Jesus was not white. Somehow he was not white and Jewish. <laughs> Jesus. Truly wild. If you want some further reading, kids, watch The Passion of the Jew by the South Park guys. Great call. Okay, and lastly, and of course I saved the worst for last, the, the Holocaust didn't happen. 
this is the most dangerous misconception about Jews, that the Holocaust didn't happen. Holocaust denial is so egregious and false and frustrating, but it has to be combated. So here we go. This is all Jews' least favorite thing that we have to do. We have to convince people that the Holocaust actually happened and that six million of our people were really executed. That is such an unfair thing to put on Jews to have to teach other people, but okay. This is the easiest thing you can do to support the Jews, educate yourself on the Holocaust, and then educate the youth on the Holocaust, whether that's your kids or your nieces and your nephews or your little baby cousins or whatever. We have to teach young people about the Holocaust. Otherwise, it's going to happen again. My grandfather fought in World War II. He flew 36 successful missions over Germany trying to free his people, the Jews, and end the war. He is 97 and he is still alive. And that makes me really fucking lucky that he is here to tell this story. I can't believe that there are still Holocaust survivors and World War II survivors on this planet recounting their stories. They are still here with us and yet there is still Holocaust deniers. Think about what it's going to be like when none of them are left. It's just going to be astronomically higher that people don't believe that the Holocaust took place. So we have to educate people. We have to do it starting now. We needed to do it starting yesterday, but we've been doing a really bad job about that. Less than half of Americans know that Adolf Hitler became Chancellor of Germany through a democratic political process. Fucking crazy. Only 45% of Americans know that approximately 6 million Jews were killed in the Holocaust. One in eight young adults, which means people 18 to 39 in the United States, one in eight of them have not heard of the Holocaust or don't think they've heard of the Holocaust. The stats go on and on. I'm going to ask you guys just to Google them so I don't sit here for another hour telling you guys about Holocaust stats. But in the United States, the country I live, one in eight people not knowing the Holocaust happened is wildly problematic. If you don't think that's problematic, then you are part of the problem. So please educate yourself on the Holocaust. We cannot prevent something from happening that people don't believe happened. So just... Just look into Holocaust statistics. Yes, please. Also, get another hobby, man. If you're a Holocaust denier, <laughs> there's plenty of other stupid conspiracy theories you can join that aren't as hurtful, like join the Flat Earthers or something. A very good point. I have done a ton of telling you guys about all of the things that being Jewish, that all the misconceptions and all the things that have affected me and my people and therefore the world and all minorities and all people on the planet but I want to take a question from the patrons. D, I think we had a, a question from a patron in here. Yes, Ryan Payne. Thank you for asking at patreon.com slash the world girls. Join the best community on the internet. Ryan says, just curious if there's any media representation from books, music, film, TV, and art you wanted to share with us. I also want to show my support for you, your Jewish friends and family. This year has been tough for y'all. I wish the world was more tolerant and acceptant of other races and religions till the day arrives. I'll remain an ally. That's really sweet, and I really appreciate it. I think that one of the best things about the Jews is how willing we are to just take somebody saying they support us at face value. Like, it is simply enough for somebody to say, I support the Jews. I'm like, fucking thank God. Phew. I believe you. Good. Happy to have you here. Like, just saying you support us means a lot. There's a lot of different media representation not because Jews run entertainment, but because there has been some great Jewish roles and great Jewish actors, and I'm really grateful for that. 
The thing that I rep the most is that book, Jews Don't Count by David Battiel. It is awesome. If you actually want to learn about how the Jews have been truly persecuted and what you can do to help and how to stop perpetrating these stereotypes and these uh, misconceptions, pick up Jews Don't Count. It's fucking awesome. I don't read and I read this and it was great and I recommend it. Then there's some really fun shows. Broad City, Steph introduced me to. I think that this show does a great job of showing that Jews are humans who do goofy shit. Like, you know, it's a Jewish show without being like, only Jews will think this is funny. It's just a funny show with Jews, which is what we need more of. Uh, There's a lot of shows that do focus on being Jewish. Right now, recently, The Patient, despite the fact that Steve Carell is not Jewish, or people like Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Rachel Brosnan not being Jewish. There's a lot of great Jewish shows And I'll take what I can get. At least they're teaching people about the Jewish culture and are really entertaining shows. And then my favorite Jewish actors, Sarah Silverman. I'm fucking obsessed with her. Her podcast speaks about being Jewish in a way that no other celebrity is doing. And it means the world to the Jewish people. She's not a perfect person. She's not done a perfect job in her life of being as educated on every single uh, group that she should have been. Uh, I say that specifically because when I talk about Sarah Silverman being an amazing Jew, she uh, everybody comes back at me with, but she did blackface once. And that was fucked up. I cannot justify her doing blackface. I can say she's been an amazing person in the Jewish community. She has apologized for that up and down. And I'm so grateful for her voice in the Jewish community. Paul Rudd, everybody fucking agrees on Paul Rudd. Jewish daddy, everybody loves him. Adam Sandler being like the ultimate Jew for me. If I meet him, I will just crawl into a hole and live there for the rest of my life knowing that I met Adam Sandler, Jewish God. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Zoe Kravitz, actually the entire family, both her mom and her dad are both Jewish. They're uh, Lisa Bonet and Lenny are like, and Zoe are three of the most beautiful people that ever walked the face of the earth. And I feel like if you can be that gorgeous and tell people you're Jewish, you're just doing such a service for us uh, because people think we have horns. And when you look at them, you know that we don't. And so thank you for your incredible good looks. Um, And to Seth Rogen for the amazing movies, but more importantly for Houseplant, we love you. Thank you for your pot and your contribution. Jews rule. So that. You guys like Jews too. Oh, we love Jews. Like every time we like, I, what is, every time like we bring up like an icon and we're like, they're Jewish, I'm like, great win for the Jews right there. Like we get so happy. Yeah, there's not enough. For every Ezra Miller or Ben Shapiro, we must combat with a good Jew. Yep. And there are definitely more great Jews than not. Yes. Speaking from personal experience. Yes, most Jews are not like Ben Shapiro and they actually uh think and know that the female orgasm is a wonderful thing and powerful thing and transcendental thing. Very good points from my amazing chicks as we appreciate you. This is like the third podcast in a row that Diaz brought in eating the box and it's incredible. <laughs> It matters to us. Yeah, it does, clearly. It matters to us. It's important and it will make the world a better, happier place. Like, what do Mexicans, Jews, and Japanese people have in common? Apparently that eating pussy matters. Like It matters. Yeah, everybody should be on that page. Okay, so for pros and cons, I think it's the same as any minority or not even just any minority because women aren't a minority, but any persecuted group, I suppose. 
The pro is that I'm really proud to be Jewish. We actually make jokes about it on this show, which I love. I don't shut the fuck up about being Jewish. It's in my bio because I am obsessed with my people. I love where I come from. And I want everybody to know that I'm Jewish because hopefully that means that somebody out there who doesn't know a Jew looks at me and is like, is like oh, Jewish people are good people. And they associate me with the Jews and Jews with people like me. The cunt is that it's really fucking hard. I wake up every day to anti-Semitic messages, every single day. I am a public figure, which is why I do get more anti-Semitic messages than other people. I'm also very vocal, but there has not been one single day of 2022 that I have woken up to somebody not saying something incredibly anti-Semitic to me. And that's my, the reality I live in. And it's really hard. Like I'll, I'll wake up and there are some days it's more than others. Sometimes I'll wake up to a thousand swastikas and it's like, what happened? What, what, and then I'll see like a tweet of mine about being Jewish is being retweeted and, and all of a sudden that has led people to sending me swastikas. Sometimes I will wake up and people will say to me, but the Jews caused 9-11 or the Jews caused the, the recession or bankruptcy or whatever. The Jews caused X, Y, Z. The Jews are always causing everything because you guys know there's so many of us and that sucks. It sucks. And you guys know because I'm sure you guys get horrible comments about your people too. And it's just like, I didn't even fucking say anything about anybody. I just was minding my business being Jewish and you found me to attack me. I didn't do anything. What are you so mad at me about? For being born? Because I was born Jewish. I couldn't help it. And I, and I wouldn't help it. I'm not saying I would because I love being Jewish, but I, I didn't choose it. I, I am Jewish by birth. So why do you hate me so much? It's just frustrating. Because at the end of the day, most people don't hate. Like you said earlier, Roxy, they're just so unhappy with their lives. They are following political punditry that's not true. That's just fear propaganda. Please, everybody out there, whether you're on the left, on the right, whether you are like me, that you don't have a party, stop reading and consuming fear propaganda. It is only like your neighbor is not the issue no matter who they are, where they're from. Your neighbor is not the issue. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. So there's a lot more things about being Jewish. And maybe one day we'll do another episode more specific about my personal experience with Judaism. Uh, but I think because of the current climate of the world, the state that we're in right now, it's very important for people to know what a Jew is. And I really just if you are taking away one thing from this, it's that we were people and there we come in all different shapes and sizes and forms. And I just, some of these stereotypes are really dangerous. And some of you guys, without even knowing it, are believing some of these misconceptions that are not true. And so hopefully this helped to, to educate you guys a little bit. And thank you for being a bitch out of water with us and listening to me talk about the Jews and all of these wild misconceptions. If you want to get all the World Girl things, go to patreon.com slash theworldgirls. You can watch our podcast tapings live. You can ask questions, see our faces, and get a bunch of cool benefits while being part of the best community online. You can also email us. Oh, we're loving this. We, we've been getting a lot more emails. Contact at theworldgirls.com. We want to hear about what you guys are liking about our podcast or what you guys want us to talk about next or your personal experience with the World Girls. So please email us there. We read all these emails, all three of us, and we text about them how cute you guys are. So please send in those emails. Also, we go live on youtube.com slash theworldgirls every Monday and Wednesday. Monday is new that we are live. 
So check us out on Mondays and Wednesdays. And don't forget to follow us on social media. Twitter and TikTok, we're at the World Girls. And on Instagram, just so we can keep it spicy, we're at World Girls WAP. We recently started this podcast. It's new this year. So please tell your friends about us. Subscribe. Leave a review. If you know somebody who could benefit from this podcast today, send it to them. Maybe it will help them understand Jews a little bit better. Because at the end of the day, we are all united under one race. And that is human. And Jews really appreciate you remembering that. Stay wet, my friends. Thank you.